Hello, podcast listeners, and welcome to the December 6th edition of the State Hornet Podcast. I am audience engagement editor Kaylin Flatland, and I'll be bringing you what you need to know going into the second to last week of fall semester here at Sac State. Starting off with sports, Sac State football falls to South Dakota State 24-19 Saturday night in the first game of playoffs. Coach Troy Taylor said, quote, It hurts. The closer you get, the more it hurts, but obviously we've come a long way as a football program. The Hornets had a slow start with the Jackrabbits succeeding with a lead of 24-3 by the first half. By the third quarter, Sac State's defense kicked in and they held the Jackrabbits to zero points with only 44 yards on the ground. By the fourth quarter, the Hornets had lessened the lead the Jackrabbits held, but it was not enough to win. Quarterback Jake Dunaway said, quote, We as an offense didn't execute well in the first half, so you can't blame anybody but yourself for getting in that much of a deficit. Only 15 players on the team are graduating seniors, leaving the rest of the team gearing up to make another run next season. Moving over to men's basketball, the Hornets took a loss in their conference opener to the Montana Grizzlies 65-58 on Thursday. Montana dominated early in the game with a 21-4 lead at the 11-minute mark as Sac State huddled in a languid timeout. The Hornets began to gain ground, though, at the 9-minute mark. Senior guard William Fitzpatrick went 4-for-4 in the first half on threes, and Sac State was able to ignite a vigilant offensive effort to climb back into the game. After finishing the first half, Sac State was only down by 5 points, the score 31-26. Throughout the second half, though, Sac State struggled to manage possessions, turning the ball over seven times in the second half and 17 total for the entire game. The Hornets would end up losing by seven points. Moving on now to our diversity, equity, and inclusion section, staff writers Chrissy Martinez and Odin Rasko are giving us a closer look on Sac State's history sitting on native land. Sacramento State is located on Miwok, Maidu, and Nisanon land. Tribes in the California Central Valley, according to historians and local Native American organizations, such as the Sacramento Native American Health Center. Some institutions, as awareness of colonization, began practicing land acknowledgments, which are written in oral addresses that acknowledge the Native land universities sit on. The state hornet spoke with Rose Sosa War Soldier, professor of ethnic studies at Sac State, on why land acknowledgments are considered an important gesture, as land is particularly significant in many indigenous cultures. The State Hornet also spoke with Amanda Croteau, an enrolled citizen of the Cherokee Nation and president of the Sac State's Ensuring Native Indians Traditions Club. Croteau said, quote, Sac State lies on a land of indigenous tribes, yet we never see any of that indigenous representation on campus. I would recommend to go over to statehornet.com to see the full interviews and read more on this topic. And now over to news. The Sac State ASI Committee hosted a forum on Monday, December 1st, for students to talk about the anti-racism plan and the importance of making Sac State an anti-racist campus. Mia Settles-Tidwell, the new Vice President of Inclusive Excellence at Sac State, began the meeting with a demonstration of the university's anti-racism and inclusive campus plan. The convocation to discuss the plan with the Sac State community was postponed from September of this year to February 2022. Campus leaders at Sac State said in the forum that they want Sac State to move quicker with the implementation of the plan. Panelist Alan Figueroa Camarena, a third-year student at the Student Service Center, said that the campus administration was not being respectful with the handling of the plan and its delays. He said that he thinks it's good that campus administration values it enough to make an effort, but asked why the implementation of the plan and the convocation to discuss the plan was delayed. Another panelist, Priscilla Morales from the College Assistant Migrant Program, said she is hopeful that the anti-racism plan will lead to change, but the campus must be ready to do so. Morales said, quote, 
It is unfortunate that the convocation was postponed, but it is important that we make sure that it does happen. It is important that we have a more concrete plan. And last, but of course not least, from this week's story lineup is Sac State's Metamorphosis exhibition that took place November 22nd through December 2nd. The last two years have been a testament to this phenomenon and inspired the exhibition Metamorphosis, an exploration of grief, growth, and transformation, where studio art major Denise Benitez-Gonzalez asked fellow artists to compare themselves to the people they were two years ago before COVID-19. Metamorphosis is Benitez-Gonzalez's second show at Sac State, but her first in person. It was originally intended to be a solo show, but Benitez-Gonzalez said that she ultimately wanted to share this space with other artists and found gratitude in it. If you would like to see actual photos of the art that was featured in this show, go to statehornet.com to check it out. Alright guys, it looks like this will be it for this week's episode of the State Hornet Podcast. Be sure to check out all the amazing stories mentioned in this podcast and more at our website, statehornet.com. And since I am the audience engagement editor, make sure you're following our social media accounts, State Hornet on Instagram and The State Hornet on Twitter to stay updated on everything that happens at Sac State. And we'll see you back here next week for the next episode of the State Hornet Podcast.